Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of the YYC Real Estate Show. We are your hosts. My name is Shiraz Anwar. To my left is Zach Fulton. To my right is Sebastian Kabir Rira. And we will provide you with uh, weekly updates in real estate and also current event discussions. Excited? First one, boys? We're going to have some fun, fellas. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Zach, introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Zach Fulton. I'm a realtor with the Green Group, like these guys are with EXP Realty. I lived in Calgary all my life. Um, fun fact about me is I played hockey since I was two years old. Uh, I think that uh, mentality kind of took me into the team atmosphere here. Um, and I joined real estate because I loved helping people uh, in past jobs. And I've always had an eye for, for different uh, aspects of different homes. And I want to use that and to input that and, and make a career out of it. So that's why I'm in real estate. Uh, myself, Shiraz Anwar, uh, came here in 1989 from Pakistan with my family. I uh, got into real estate in my early 20s because I was about to purchase my first home, so I thought I'd represent myself. And that led me down a nice path of helping my friends and family, which then forced me into becoming a full-time real estate agent. I've been in the game 16 years now. I trade in all three sectors, commercial, agricultural, residential. And uh, yeah, fun fact about me is I'm uh, also in but I don't like to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be used too much, so there you go. Sebastian? Yeah, my name is Sebastian Kiriyaviera. I lived in Calgary for about 20 years. Before that, I uh, was born in Toronto and I've been a realtor since 2018. I joined because I've been in real estate almost all my life. My dad would flip, build houses, right? So it's just kind of an obvious career path for me and I've loved it ever since and it's exciting, fun and well, the reason obviously everyone's here and hopefully tuning in is we're going to give you live up-to-date weekly updates what's happening in Calgary. So as of today, right now, there is only 1,155 detached homes for sale. So it's a record low inventory. Apartments, there's only 741 in Calgary. Uh, townhouses, there's only 263 and attached homes there is only 211. Combined, right now, active sales, sorry, active properties for sale are only 2,348, whereas the average is usually double that. So record low inventory, as we all know here on our team, we put something up for sale, sales day one, competing offers. So, you know, it's an exciting time for us. So. Yeah, it is for sure. I just want to dive into that a bit more. Sure. Um, with the record low, with the record low inventory and kind of what that means and to people listening, um, obviously, like you just said, uh, we've all had we've all had some previous listings the last couple months here, and um, as a, as a listing agent, uh, the biggest thing I've noticed with this low inventory, as you guys probably have too, is exactly what he said. Um, it's if you list on Friday, you're getting those showings for Saturday and Sunday. And by Sunday night, you're in competing offers. Um, obviously, as you guys can, can speak to that, as, as a seller, that's an amazing time to sell. Uh, record low inventory means that there's not much to look at for the buyer. So when you have a nice home or, or even not, 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 a, not a great property, it, it's going to be flying off the shelf. So Right. And then another big hurdle for some people out there who are thinking, well, yeah, I'll sell my house for top dollar today but then I'm in that same boat struggling to find my next home. Yeah. So how we can help you uh, here at the Green Group is we have so many 
pocket listings we call them in the industry, off-market off properties. If you are struggling, you should reach out to us. I'm actively working with buyers all the time. Tonight I'm showing some off-market ones. They don't have to compete if they like it. I've set it up directly with the seller. So we have a lot of power and leverage. We are the top 10 team in all of Canada, top five in all of Alberta. So, you know, we're pretty excited about that. Awesome. And uh, love helping people. And so you should definitely reach out to us for sure. Sebastian? How about the market? Yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. Last year we had such a fantastic market for sellers and I mean buyers too. Everybody was buying, everybody was selling, right? And we thought, yeah, next year things are gonna come down, but they didn't, they haven't. Sellers are still selling. Buyers are still buying. That's why we have low inventory and people are selling fast, right? So, yeah, it's a fantastic time to be in it, right? And people who are waiting for the market to crash, some people say, well, some people say it won't. Keep know, waiting. Keep yeah, waiting. Yeah, keep waiting, exactly. But honestly, if you're looking for a new lifestyle or a change of scenery, don't, don't, it's not, there's no point in waiting, right? And I always say to all my clients and anyone that, you know, just ask me general questions, how's the market? And I always tell them the market can be up, down, left, right. It only matters to you if you're selling or buying in that market. If I sold you your home a year ago and you're like, man, I should have waited and sold now. Well, when you sell five years from now, 10 years from now, you're always going to come out ahead. If you sell your property, even for the dollar you sold it for, you're always going to have equity. You're always going to get your down payment back plus the equity. So it's always a wise investment, you know, real estate can't be taken from you, it can't be stolen, it can't be lost. It's one of, if not the safest investments in the world. So you ask all the millionaires, billionaires, all the successful people, they all have a real estate portfolio. So that intrigued me. I became a homeowner in my early 20s, been a homeowner since, loved it, buying, selling, developing. So it's yeah. great. I'm really passionate about what I do, I'm excited. And I know you guys are too. Of course, yeah. And just to speak on that a bit more, I think a big um, misconception you could call it, or something that I've heard from buyers, either from open houses or leads, is um, is like you just said, it's hearing all the news about the market and all the buzz, and I call it noise. And it's a big thing as a buyer or seller, just try to try to eliminate that noise. You know, it's it's, it's better to to get the facts from your realtor. Uh, you speak to a professional like one of us and, and obviously we can help you kind of navigate that path. But I think the biggest thing is is not getting caught up in the noise and uh, and just kind of trusting your gut and trusting the professional opinion and, and shooting that shot. And, and I think it'll work out like you just said, real estate's gonna be one, one, uh, one of, or if not your biggest asset you'll have in your life. So I think it's a, I think it's a great decision. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about some fun stuff in real estate. Um, you can consider it fun, exciting, but you know, you talk to a real estate agent, you meet them at a party, like there's so many stories. We deal with so many different people. You know, we're not just real estate agents. We're, we're there to help them in so many aspects. I, I always go over and above for my clients. I do things that are, you know, usually they wouldn't expect an agent. They just, you know, show me a few houses, open doors and, then you're left in the hands of a lawyer or something. But me, I'm there every step of the way. I ask them what their um, holdbacks are, what they're worried about, what their stresses are. Like, I'm there to take care of those things. I've organized professional movers. I've organized professional cleaners. I've made sure they're in the right hands as far as a lawyer, an inspector, a mortgage broker. So if they come to me, 
that's all they need to do. They need to just let me get to work yeah. and uh, we take it from there. But some funny stories are, you know, you're at an open house. I was at one the other day and obviously I'm not going to mention the address or the names <laughs> or anything like that. But, you know, you have to contend and respect everybody. So you got to respect the neighbors. Yeah, I'm selling a house right there. But, you know, sometimes the neighbor doesn't like so much traffic and so many cars and people during open house hours. So I had a had a person come by and, and say, you know, I don't want people parking in front of my house. Make sure no one parks in front of my house. And as I was saying, yeah, no problem. I'll definitely make sure and, and I'll move my car and make sure it's not blocking. And as I'm, I'm calming this owner down, a neighbor down, a customer that's there to see the house is like, yeah, well, it's a public street and you can park wherever you want. And they started getting into a heated argument. And there I am, like, trying, <laughs> to, the defuse, middle. Yeah, trying yeah. to defuse the situation. Yeah. And it was just hilarious. So I, I take them on the tour. We come back downstairs and this neighbor is now taking a photo of this customer's license plate. And the customer, like, had a, a child sleeping in the car who didn't want to get out and uh, come look. And then the kid gets scared and he opens the door and says, hey, lady, why are you taking photos of me? So it was just a, a funny interaction, a little bit of fireworks at an open house. But, you know, you remain positive. You remain professional. I diffuse the situation. I, you know, you just kind of, it's like dealing with any client. You got to identify their motives, ask them questions. And what was her motive? What was she after? She just didn't want people blocking yeah. her front of her house. And that's fine. Easily resolved. But, you know, you're going to run into clients, people from the public that, get heated yeah you know look to get into arguments so no I, you know i just wish i had yeah. that recorded <laughs> yeah, yeah i wish that was on the podcast there yeah. no i think i think to go off that i think it's kind of it's nice to to hear stories like that and remember that no matter if it's a realtor or any job in, in construction or if you're a financial advisor or anything that's a career or, or a job even at that um you're still a person at the end of the day um, I think it's I think it's cool the amount of experience we get to gain not only in real estate but dealing with different people and, and uh, what kind of drives someone to, to say or do what they do. Um, so I think that's that's a good story to that. Mine mine recently uh, would be not as intense as that, but I was uh, I was open housing a property in a really nice area in West Hillhurst. Uh, again, won't, won't uh, say the address there, but it was over a million dollars. Really nice new build. And I had, a, I had a gentleman come in, really nice guy, don't get me wrong, a great person, but he, he did a walk around the house and he came back to me and he said, so what do you think about 700000 And I said, well, sir, um, <laughs> obviously trying to, trying to stay uh, professional and calm, I said, um, what, if you were selling this house and you listed it for 1.1 and someone came at 700000 what would you do? He said, "Well, I don't know, but if I listed something at uh, at that price, then I would I'd want that I'd want that price." And I said, "Well, you can go in at seven hundred thousand. I'll happily write up the offer for you. I know the listing agent very well. Um, does it come back uh, in your success? I don't think so. Um, but if it does, then hey, you just you just got a four hundred thousand dollars four hundred thousand dollar deal. <laughs> um, but uh, so obviously he didn't end up writing." And the house sold two days later for, for the asking price. I mean, so most I, of the time, they just end up pissing off the seller. And they'll be like, actually, you know what? 1.2. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, even quickly about that, I, I had a buyer and uh, we came in super low uh, on a, let's just, let's just put the price at, uh, it was 800 for the listing. And he came in super low, uh, more than 50 grand uh, lower. 
and the seller came back at eight hundred grand and one dollar. Oh. And I added went, a dollar. Added a dollar, and just as a big, you know, bit of a middle finger in the air uh, type of type of mentality. But uh, yeah, it's, that's something that we all see all the time. And I mean, I tell I tell my uh, my buyers or. I'm never gonna not write an offer for you. It's my due diligence to do what you want. Uh, can I guarantee success or guarantee a slap in the face back? Uh, no, but uh, we hope it works out. So. Yeah, always you know remind your clients that this is two parties. Mm-hmm. It's always a buyer and a seller. Always look at it on both sides. I do remind people just like you do, Zach, that you know if you were the seller of this home and you were asking a, a million dollars. How would you feel if someone offered you seven hundred thousand? Right? Yeah, you kind of want to let them know that there is two sides. Everyone wants a deal, so but you have to be reasonable as well. Yeah. So, no. Sebastian, why don't you tell us a cool story? I, I remember you. Uh, we won't say the addresses and keep people private, but yeah. um, I remember you. You purchased one of my listings, and the seller, who was my client, needed to rent the garage off of you. So talk to us about how sometimes those yeah, scenarios. Yeah. So come I up. mean, in this case, it was a property that. I purchased with a partner to flip, right? To renovate, to got to do everything. And in that case, we do what we need to, to make the deal happen, right? And in this case, the owner needed uh, time to move out, right? The money to purchase a place or rent a place. So we rented it in the garage for about a month. For him to live in? No, not for, no, no. Oh, uh, it's okay. heated. It was oh, heated. Uh, <laughs> I was going to no, say no, that. We specifically told him not to live in it. He was like, what do you think about me? Like, I'm not that kind of person. I'm okay. like, I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah each their own um but yeah no it turned out he was like yeah no i'll be out of here in seven days seven days turned into 14 14 Mm -hmm. turned into the whole month and squat at his own house (laughs) kind of because i was like you know you you know you expect people to be polite you know reasonable but when we'd go in there just cigarettes all over the ground and luckily we're renovating everything so it wasn't (laughs) much of an issue but it was so hard to get him out right yeah um in the end it was even about the mailbox key, he was like, he was like, I have mail that's coming. And I was like, you had a month to like figure that out. Like, you know, we, we do need to collect all the items back, right? Keep everything organized. And it was, it, in the end, the lesson I learned is it's best just to, once the deal is done, the deal is done, everybody splits ways, you know? Mm-hmm. In this case, that would have been much nicer. And, and at this point, he's out. We've been moving forward with the renovations. We're like a month out from finishing, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. You, you, he was your seller, right? Yeah, it was my client. Yeah. Yeah, you had to do a little extra for him. Well, yeah, you know, just buy him cigarettes. Hey, (laughs) we gotta, we gotta do, we gotta do. And I mean, and sometimes in 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 some instances, like for example, I I just had a buyer, um, and he purchased a property, and he asked me to ask the seller if they could. So possession is coming up. It's on April third, and he asked me to ask the seller if they could start moving stuff into the garage on March twenty seventh. So it's not in contract. The seller is easily able to say no, but he said yes. So, it, you know, sometimes little stuff like that can help out. But when it gets to when it gets people living there and, and having full access or, or whatever it is, sometimes it can get a bit uh, can get a bit interesting. Yeah. But for us agents, for clients, any of you out there, always get everything in writing. Yeah. You know, always Big protect thing. yourself. Big yeah. thing I've learned. Yeah. Everything in writing. And... Uh, Something cool. Let's let's look um, at the top five most expensive listings in Calgary. Let's, Number one. Let's do it. Where is it? Nine point five million. I was gonna say ten. Yeah. So that's okay. Nine point five million. Upper Mount Royal. Seven one seven Royal Ave. 
It's a rare opportunity. It's a great estate. It's called the Sire Estate of Mount Royal. Wow. It's just over an acre, 1.03 acres, right in downtown. So five bedrooms, five and a half baths. Um, but here's a here's a thing some people don't know is some inner city properties like this one, the property taxes are twenty nine thousand eight hundred a year. Wow. Well, but because you got an acre yeah. in inner city, right? Yeah. So number two is eight million. It's south of Calgary, four one 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 on one hundred and sixty two half southwest. So if you keep going down McLeod Trail and one sixty two, you get a whopping eighteen point nine five acres. A really nice house, five beds and six bathrooms, $8 million. Is that the one that you were involved in a couple of years ago? No, no. Was I was involved in just land. A land one. Yeah. Okay, just make it. And this, this house one is 9,000 square feet. So. And here's a cool one. Uh, you might not know, but here's number three. $7.988 million. A penthouse. It is. It is a penthouse. I knew it. I've seen this one. In Eau Claire with only two bedrooms, two and a half baths for almost $8 million. Amazing now, view. People ask me, well, you know, what's the condo fees on something like that? $3,111 a month. For that, you get a caretaker, common area maintenance, heat, water. You still got to pay electricity. You're taking care of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, number four, you're in Aspen Woods, beautiful community. Okay. $7.9 wow. 44 Aspen Ridge Heights. Now, the cool thing about this one is... I've seen this house. It's actually been traded hands a few times you know it has no i i've seen this house this is about a 10 minute nine minute drive from my house in in west springs there it's so, it's beautiful yeah it's 0.83 yeah. acres so a beautiful. huge huge property uh whopping sixty one thousand in property taxes though Sixty one thousand. Sixty one thousand. the inner city one yeah uh, and number five number five is just under six million five point nine 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 it is also in eau claire it is also a uh prime location but a condo so 2019 built just under six million and uh condo fees on this one are 2684 a month wow so those are the top five listings in calgary wow that's all i can say yeah that's, you guys uh, you guys curious to know what the those are the top five highest priced you want to see the lowest yeah give me the lowest okay, the, the five lowest oh i sold one in this building one one six third ave in chinatown a little one bed one bath 366 square foot ninety three thousand. uh next one highland park um almost inner city but just off fourth street there yeah, yeah. highland park two beds one bath condo for 107 107 000. number three in downtown, Beltline, 126,000, two bed, one bath condo. Number four, in Southwood, one bed, one bath, apartment, 139,000. And finally, number five, in Forest Lawn, one bed, one bath, 139,000. So quite a big difference, you know? Yeah. You have uh, yeah. properties that are multi, multi-million to, yeah. to 93,000. And it just shows like, that that first one uh, near Mount Royal, almost at at nine and a half mil, and then you have down in the Beltline, right downtown, probably I don't know eight or, eight or nine minutes away, you have something listed at ninety three thousand in a yeah. high rise building. So, it's uh, I've always thought that's kind of cool about real estate, and uh, even for example on in Vancouver, on on the Hastings Street, uh, one of the one of the sides of the Hastings Street in West Hastings is all. 800 900,000 million dollar homes and on the other side it's just the complete opposite so i've always thought that's kind of cool about the whole what the market and how the city uh the city works so yeah i mean if you those that don't know 
Calgary is split up into four quadrants and each quadrant has its appeals, but monetary price-wise, Southwest is always number one, then Northwest, then Northeast, then Southeast. Mm -hmm. So for value, assessments, property taxes, Southwest is always the most desirable, most expensive, uh, most luxurious homes, then Northwest, then Northeast, and finally Southeast. Yeah, and and, that, and obviously that, that, that doesn't mean to say that in those other quadrants you could have you can have you can have a house in the there's, southeast and there's you know, haters. there's such a yeah there's such a um, discrepancy in some things but that you're all right that is kind of how that's just like how, numbers yeah general of general. course of but course. there's hidden gems and oh, hidden yeah. streets in all four quadrants that are yeah. amazing right no amazing and yeah. yeah even like one neighborhood away the prices would be so different right like when you're comparing prices to property yeah right? you can't be like oh I live in this neighborhood and one neighborhood above me they're selling for two hundred thousand more it doesn't work that way no you gotta no. compare within the neighborhood. I had a listing I sold in uh, in the south, South Calgary, and it was in Mackenzie, Mackenzie Lake, and fully renoed. It was a reno and flip foreclosure I got from my clients, so they I got it to them for just over four hundred thousand. They did the renos. We sold it for five fifty, mm -hmm. and then two houses down, a completely different property. Um, it was not a two-story walkout, high ceiling. This was a a little bi-level um, original no updates and when I did my CMA it was for the first time ever in my career he's like what that's the number there's the door and he wanted me to leave oh and I was just kind of like sir I'm just here reporting the numbers I mean if you want me to sell this this is what the price is today and he's like two houses down you just sold out for 550 I'm two houses away mine should be the same price I said they're very different properties just yeah. because you're on the same street doesn't yeah, mean you have the that. same property so you know, sellers also need to understand that as well. Just because um, sale went for five fifty, that was your neighbor's. It doesn't mean you have the same house. Yeah, no. And I find it funny, even with that, it's like for you, you'd want them to get the top dollar. Like, right? You wouldn't. It's not like you're, you're coming in there and saying to sell for less. Like, you'd want them to sell at the highest they can. But we also have to be realistic and professional and give our opinions and say, look. Yeah. Well, is, that's our job, right? Yeah, like, of you course. Know, you're not going to take a listing with the intention to just have it sit there, you, you're going to sell it. Yeah. yeah. So you have to do your due diligence and do your homework. And mm -hmm. I did, as I always do. And yeah, that one definitely was apples and oranges. They could not compare. Yeah. Square footage, renovations, just because they're, they're two doors down doesn't mean they're the same product. No. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's good. This was, uh, this was a great, yeah, was great fun. first episode, gentlemen. Yeah. No, I'm happy. Some, uh, Shit, some current events. I was I was looking at, uh, you know, some news and stuff like that. Is there anything you guys come to mind? You guys want to talk about? Uh, I'd just like to to talk about a little bit the Calgary Flames here. Okay. Um, like, and I, I try not to to leave, I try to leave my opinion out of professional sports. Like I said, <laughs> um, I played hockey for my whole life. I ended up playing at a pretty high level. Uh, at the end of it. And uh, I've always, I call them the flamers, so I always love my flame. When I, apparently when I was a little kid, my dad always used to say, I used to call them the flamers, so I kind of stuck with that. But uh, if anyone on the flames is listening to this, or anybody <laughs> that knows anybody on the flames, please make the playoffs, boys. I'm rooting for you. You're close. Um, I've watched your last 10 games religiously. A lot of away games there on different networks, illegally streaming different games, but... Uh, you boys are close. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's fill the fill the dome up. 
have some dome foams, hit the red lot, and uh, that's all I that's all I know want to say. I, ho I hope uh, I know you guys are trying, but I just want that extra fan appreciation to come out and uh, and say you guys are almost there. So how close are they? What would they need to like to make it? Uh, I gotta double check. They're um, so they're very close to the wild card spot. So there's teams that have already made the playoffs, and then there's two teams in any wild card. So they're right behind right now, I believe, Winnipeg and Nashville. Uh, don't quote me exactly on that, but very close. And they're in around that 81-point range. Mm -hmm. And now it's, there's, there's, I think there's eight games left. Um, but, I mean, as anybody listening that knows about the Flames, they have the most um, overtime losses this year in the NHL, uh, which is huge. If you flip that around, uh, they're in the playoffs clear. So I just I love watching the boys. Um, I love I love I love Huberdeau. I love Anderson's having a year. Markstrom's having another good year, uh, along with a long list of players. Actually, I used to train um, with a guy, a great guy named Matthew Phillips. He's on the AHL team, the Wranglers. Oh, nice. He had a couple call-up games with them this year, so always rooting for that guy. Absolute great character guy. Uh, can't say enough nice things about the guy. So, um, yeah, I just hope I hope the boys can do her. So, that's my end of it. Nice. Got to root for the hometown team. You got to. You got to. I can't. I can't. Hey, if you're listening, you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. I'll still work with you, but please, <laughs> come on. We're, we're in Calgary here. Like you got to. You got to cheer for the hometown boys. I'll give you some uh, some trending news here in town. Like this is just news, not, not sports. Um, so number one they got here is. Vandalism rampage disrupts surgeries at the Foothills Medical Center. <laughs> the, That's yeah. Wow. 6:40 a.m. Tuesday. See, who City vandalizes police. a hospital? Like that's probably the most. Yeah. And then a Calgarian was charged at the border. They took 3.6 million of methamphetamine oh, from a Calgarian. Okay. Yeah, these are very uh, wow. Sea Train Airport expansion is among the pledges. I heard so that. Never, That's a good the arena deal. Really That's going to be yeah. something we could talk about in the in the future episodes of, of real estate and and that uh, that new line coming in, how much exposure that's going to bring yeah. to the whole city yeah. and and the value that's going to go up in the areas that are Dude, now going to have that new line. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Well, so well, a yeah. calorie convenience store was fined ten thousand for selling vapes to minors. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> and if you guys haven't heard of that tech firm here, Cement. Simon, Simon, not sure how to pronounce it, but it's one of Calgary's leading tech firms. They cut their workforce by twenty five percent. Wow! Announced, so in Calgary, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. A lot of a lot of migration lots coming of here. Still lots of jobs, but you yeah. know, as you can see, like some some companies, uh, they're still trying to get over all the the debt they got into with COVID. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I touched earlier when I introduced myself, uh, having a commercial license. You know, I had a restaurant for sale right in downtown Calgary, and the restaurant market and the hotel industry. They were those were the two hardest hit 100%. during COVID. So. I understand, you know, it's a great location, great great business, turnkey, but, you know, people still don't have that confidence of getting into the restaurant industry. So it was, it was a tough, tough listing to have, um, tough to keep my client updated every week. And then, of course, the few offers we got weren't close to what they need, so they've just decided to hang on to it. So sometimes that happens, but, yeah. you know, they're still your client. I could sell it down the road, but it was just cool to see how yeah. uh, how different, you know, dealing with residential and then going into commercial how yeah. different different that is but yeah so so many biz businesses took such a hit uh, during that I, I make it a, a conscious effort if i'm passing in downtown to go to a 
local, local a local yeah. place. If I'm not if I'm going to Subway or a local sandwich shop, I'm gonna go to the local of family course. the family run. So I think that's a, a great thing we should all be focusing on if we Food's can. way so, better too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the food's way better. I, I agree there. I think that's a great note to wrap it up on. Um, yeah, no, it's been fantastic. First podcast. I think it went great. Awesome. You too, yeah. It's only, only gonna get better. Yeah. So we're gonna be uh, doing it every Thursday. Uh, twelve thirty range. We're gonna we're gonna dial that time in for you guys, uh, so it's locked in. But uh, it's gonna be on the Thursday. But it will always be on our YouTube channel, the YYC yeah. Real Estate Show. You can always see see the recorded clips. And if uh, you guys have any questions or there's a specific community or anything you want to know about real estate, you know, shoot us a message and we'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. But uh, we hope to see you guys tuned in next week. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, guys. All right. Have a great weekend. That's it. Awesome.